In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals take down the Montreal Canadiens. Alex Ovechkin scores yet another hat trick. And what is the status of Wilson, Oshie, and Backstrom? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals destroyed the Montreal Canadiens over the weekend by a score of 9-2. to two. That is what I'm going to go ahead and call a decisive victory. A no doubt about it. The offense was firing on all cylinders, but, you know, in all fairness, it was not really a Montreal Canadiens team that's really dialed in, shall we say. We'll talk about that in the show. Then later, we will talk about your captain, Alex Ovechkin, as he scores yet another hat trick and is the first star of the month in the NHL. The accolades just keep rolling. And then to close out the show, we will talk about the status of prominent injured Capitals players and when can we expect to see Wilson back, Oshie and Backstrom. We'll talk about that, but just to get it going here. Your Washington Capitals do, in fact, destroy the Montreal Canadiens on New Year's. It was just a really uh, a good way to, to bring in the new year in a decisive victory. Uh, this is a Capitals team that is tuned in and firing on all cylinders. And, you know, the, you can draw lines to when they started playing better. They spoke about this in D.C. on the radio there that Peter Laviolette said that he had a meeting with the players and ultimately said, it's up to you guys to win these games. We drew out the plays. It's up to you to execute it. And I would say they are doing that and they are buying all into the system and you are seeing scoring up and down the lineup. You're seeing it on the blue line, primarily with Eric Gustafson. Wow. Um, you know, he didn't have that start to the season, but I'm glad he found it now because he is contributing and we need him to, to keep contributing in the absence of John Carlson, who we know is going to miss a substantial amount of time. Um, I think the Caps uh, said they'll be lucky if he comes back by the end of the season. So to have someone like Gustafson and Orloff step up, just huge. Um, and like I say, the Capitals, in fact, they were all firing on all cylinders. If we take a look at the box score alone here, it was a game that saw goals by Hathaway, Dowd, Anthony Mantha, a hat trick by Alex Ovechkin, Dylan Strom, and Eric Gustafson all get on the score sheet. And Charlie Lindgren doing what he does best, and that's playing awesome hockey. He saves 31 of 33. And, you know, on the opposite end of the night was Allen, or on the other side of the ice was Allen. And, you know, 
I don't think he's a horrible goalie. I really don't. I've watched, I've observed him play in the NHL for some time. He's not that bad of a goalie as you saw. It's a really poor team in front of him. And I'm not saying that, you know, none of those mistakes were on his shoulders, but what you saw out there, he is not truly that bad of a goalie. He just is kind of a victim of playing on a really poor team. But in any event, the Capitals played a really solid game and they showed up big. And, you know, regardless of who their opponent is, you want to win in a decisive fashion. And they did that out there. And they did that against the Canadian teams, the Habs. Um, and just a really great win because some of the pitfalls you can fall into is falling into a trap game where you think your opponent isn't that great and then they end up beating you. Capitals netminder Charlie Lindgren got the start for Washington, facing the Canadians for just the second time ever after he spent the first five seasons of his career with the team. He picked up the win, like I say, stopping 31 of 33 shots to push his record to 11-4-2 and raise his save percentage to .914 this season. Backup goalie. Backup goalie. There's a lot of teams around the NHL that would love to have Charlie Lindgren be their number one netminder. The Capitals are in such a really great position right now to have two rock-steady netminders. They have one in the form of Darcy Kemper, of course. The other one that they have is Charlie Lindgren. It has finally put to rest that inconsistency that the Capitals faced in net the last two seasons before this. So just really great for Charlie and Darcy. I could not be any more happy with who they have in net. But the story of the game was the Capitals offense, which scored in bunches to power the team to its 11th win in 13 games, writes NBC Sports Washington. The first goal of the game came quickly. Eric Gustafson found the back of the net 34 seconds in on the shot from the low slot to extend his active point streak to seven games. And wow, uh, you know, I talked about this a couple podcasts ago about the pleasant surprise of Eric Gustafson. A bit of a journeyman around the league, but he has come here and as of late, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's getting more sleep at night, if he is, you know, partaking in a different, you know, exercise regimen or, you know, doing whatever. I don't really care what he's doing. What he's doing is playing really great hockey and he is dialed in and, and playing very well. Um, and it'll be interesting. The Capitals have, you know, an abundance of wealth uh, in certain positions and having, you know, Eric Gustafson out there playing so well is a good position. I, re I just really hope they can find a way to sign him to an extended deal if he, in fact, continues to play this way because he has been one of the truly bright spots on this team in the last oh, week or so. And uh, we just really hope that he can continue to get that production because the Caps need that from him. Gustafson's streak is the longest by a Capitals defenseman not named John Carlson since Dennis Weidman. If you guys can remember Dennis Weidman, that's going to go back a ways, but I, in fact, do remember him. Had a seven-game point streak in October 2011. He scored six goals and seven assists in that span, overall making significant contributions on the offense and going 31 games without a goal to open the season. Washington then stretched its lead to two to nothing four minutes later when its fourth line production uh, produced its first of two goals on the afternoon. Nick Dowd passed the puck to Alexi Protus along the boards and he got a shot off that Garnet Hathaway redirected enough to sneak past Canadians goaltender Jake Allen. So 
again, you know, it's sometimes you see certain teams and they get production from just their marquee names or the top two lines. The good thing about the Capitals is they have that spread up up and down the lineup, including the blue line. You take a look at that Garnet Hathaway, Nick Dowd, Alexei Protus. Um, so it's a really great position for the Capitals to be in to have that scoring in that production up and down the lineup going there. Um, so after Montreal started to gain some momentum from there, Lindgren held off several several flurries and stopped a few breakaways to send the game into the first intermission with her two goals uh, advantage intact. The second period began with a series of penalties by both teams setting up a four-on-three situation for the Canadians that saw Cole Caulfield score his 20th goal of the season, though Caulfield... Uh, would go on to score another goal in the period. That frame still tilted well in favor of Washington. And one of the bright spots on the Habs, the Canadians, is Cole Caulfield. Um, just a really great player. I think that, you know, I <laughs> if you could take him and put him on another team, I think he would be that much better of a player. But he is one of the bright spots. And if you are a fan of the NHL in general, you will recognize his name as a really great player, and I think you can expect to see big things from him to come. That aforementioned fourth line was added again mid midway through the second when Dowd scored on the doorstep off a rebound for just his second multi-point game of the season with both games occurring in the last 12 days. Again, you can draw lines to that meeting with Peter Laviolette to the players. Um, all of these players all of a sudden engaged that's what we want to see. We want to see that production continue. We don't want to see it dissipate. Ovechkin got off the board only 30 seconds later, scoring a one-timer on a pass from a TVR through some traffic. Ovechkin getting a hat-trick, doing what he does best. Following Cole Caulfield's second tally, the Capitals then ripped off five straight goals. Five straight goals. Let's not that wash over you. Pull away for the good. Gustafsson, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Marcus Johansson all finished with the game with three points, making this the second time all season the Capitals have had at least three players record three or more points since November 7th versus the Oilers. And it was a funny moment out there if you guys watched the game. Evgeny Kuznetsov is a bit of a silly man out there, kind of a an odd duck. I like him, though. I like a silly personality where he was out there skating and kind of doing laps out there. And then he did another lap, and then he finally fed it to Marcus Johansson, and he drove it home. Um, if you guys know, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov has some kind of uh, odd tactics out there. If you've seen him in the shootout, he comes in really slow, and he takes, and the puck goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then usually it'll find the back of the net. So just a really entertaining guy to watch. He is playing better. Um, again, Afghani Kuznetsov is another player that's a bit prone to being hot and cold, but as of right now, I think he, all things considered, he's playing very well and another great addition to this Capitals team, primarily on the top line center, but at times he has vacillated to the second line and Strom has bumped up. But uh, in any case, playing very well, a bright spot on this Capitals team. The final statement of the game came off the stick of Ovechkin, who scored his third goal in the third period on a feed from Connor Sheary for the second hat trick of the season. With the win, the Capitals extended their active point streak to seven games and pushed their record to 21-13-5 with 47 points towards the standing. They'll head into 2023 sitting in third place in the Metro, taking two days off before hosting the Sabres on Tuesday. 
If I would have told you guys this, that listen to this podcast, you know, let's say a month ago that this Capitals team was going to go on a winning streak. One of the things you would probably ask me was like, did they get Wilson back? Did they get Backstrom back? Did they get Oshie back? Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to tell you they did all of that and they did it without any of those players. You would have looked at me and laughed, but that is what this Capitals team is doing. They are finding ways to win despite the myriad of injuries on this team. So just a really great moment for the Capitals, a decisive victory for this team. Uh, Going forward, the Caps take on the Sabres on Tuesday and the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday with a weekend game, or Friday rather, against Nashville. Let's hope this team can keep it rolling. Let's just keep this positive momentum going because the Capitals right now are dialed in and playing great hockey. This is an exciting time to be a Capitals fan. If you're not a fan now, you're never going to be a fan. Hold on tight. It's going to be a great finish to this season. I really do believe it. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the crazy season for Alex Ovechkin. We all know that, you know, he passed Gordie Howe and he's headed towards Wayne Gretzky in a couple years here, but it's more than that. It's just the milestones and the accolades. They just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. Um, And just a truly breakout season for Alex Ovechkin. We'll talk about him next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've used it for several months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. Now, I personally take it because I have young children at home, and if you have young children, you know that you need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. While still tasting good, it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best of products of latest science and constant product iterations based on third-party testing. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospects comparison for every team. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. 
All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the historic season of Alex Ovechkin. No, we're not just talking about a good season or a great season. We are talking history, a historic season, as he tied and then passed Gordie Howe for number two all-time in goals with Uh, Wayne Gretzky in the horizon. That is who he's going after. But in the meantime, he continues to knock out great goals and help this Capitals team continue to win some really great hockey games out there. Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, and Tage Thompson have been named the NHL's three stars of the month. Ovi has been named star of the week two times Last month, just think about that. I mean, that is some elite company out there. Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, Tage Thompson, huge names out there. And, um, you know, this is all, you know, if you take a look at it, Alex Ovechkin, 37 years old, take a look at McDavid and Tage Thompson. Those guys are quite a bit younger. So for him to be in that company, that elite level, it's a young man's game. Make no mistake about it, you know, professional sports. But don't tell that to Alex Ovechkin. He continues to age like a fine wine, continuing to score mega goals and uh, just a really exciting time to be a Washington Capitals fan. And as we know, Ovechkin got a hat trick against the Montreal Canadiens. It seems like he does it quite often, you know, you know, it's just kind of nothing for him. You know, I went out there and I scored another hat trick. His 30th career hat trick and second this season, this team is rolling. Ovechkin's 30 hat tricks are the sixth most in NHL history Wow, Wayne Gretzky, 50, Mario Lemieux, 40, Mike Bossy, 39, Brett Hall, 33, Phil Esposito, 32. Alex Ovechkin has scored goal number 806. He keeps rolling. You know, he saw that milestone out there. He saw that he had Gordie Howe out there, and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to be happy just to, to, you know, to tie Gordie Howe. I want to put the hammer down, and I want to keep going, and he's done that. Um, so there is no let up for Alex Ovechkin. Just because he passed Gordie Howe doesn't mean that there's any let up to his game. This is great news, Capitals fans, as he continues to move ahead. You know, it is projected that he is going to tie and then pass Gretzky in the 24 and 25 season. This is an Alex Ovechkin that is doing this in modern times. And why is that significant, you might be asking, is because there is this is the lowest goals scored in a, in a particular era ever. And uh, that is due, you know, in part because, you know, goalies are bigger. They're taller than they've ever been. Uh, they're, they're in better shape. They have trainers and all that kind of thing. And it's the butterfly-style goalie. If you think back of the goaltenders and let's say Wayne Gretzky's era, what they did primarily is they were shorter and, you know, they just kind of kicked at the at the puck when it came at them with the pads. The new goalies, you take a look at Vasilevsky, for example, huge man out there, takes up a good chunk of the net, butterfly-style goaltender. That's why it's harder to score goals. Don't tell that to Alex Ovechkin. He continues to score goals against some of the most elite players out there, the most elite goaltenders out there. And uh, so, you know, you can take a look at Gretzky, and you can look at how 
Gordy Howe last played hockey in 1980 and Gretzky last played in 1999. And they played from that era, that era where there wasn't the butterfly style style goaltender. The goaltenders in general were that much shorter. The flip side of that coin, however, is they also didn't have the improvements with their hockey stick, right? They were primarily wood sticks in the earliest stages of fiberglass. You take a uh, look at Alex Ovechkin when he does a slap shot and he brings the puck or the stick back in slow motion, you can see the stick kind of arc like that. So there is some bend to it. Is that advantageous for Ovechkin? You bet it is. He's going to knock that puck home that much quicker. The argument then, of course, is that you take a look at uh, Gretzky and you look at Gordie Howe, would they have adapted to modern times? That all really doesn't mean anything. I guess we'll never really know. But for Alex Ovechkin to do this in modern times where goal scoring is at an all-time low, he's done this through uh, the COVID years, you know, when the seasons were shortened and the condensed, and he did it through the lockout years. He is doing this, and he is achieving these goals against really great odds. Don't let that wash over you. Uh, when you hear all these stats, and just to to, to kind of take it all in and know that you are witnessing history, pretty much every time you see Alex Ovechkin out on the ice. His first goal in Saturday also marked Ovechkin's 395th career goal scored at home. He is five goals shy of becoming the fifth player in NHL history to score 400 home goals. Again, it's not just that. It keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. In 2022 goals, he has scored 26 goals and 19 assists. Career, 806 goals, 649 uh, assists in uh, 1,313 games. Ovechkin hit numerous historic milestones in December, finishing the month with 13 goals and 9 assists through 15 games and recording points in 11 of those 15 matchups. He hit the 800 goal mark on December 13th and passed Gordie Howe for the most on the NHL's all-time goal list on December 23rd. The 37-year-old also had a hat-trick and now has a 30 total in his career which moved him past Marcel Dion, Bobby Hall, and sixth most in NHL history, writes Washington Hockey Now. Not only that, but Ovechkin also passed Ray Bork for the most shots in NHL history. Again, you know, everyone thinks, you know, they're talking about him scoring the most goals. It's not just that. It's not just that goal total of Howe and Gretzky. This is a broad spectrum uh, of amazement and uh, just history, if you take a look at it out there. Uh, like I said, not only the fact that Ovechkin passed Ray Bork for the most shots, you know, it's just a multi-dimensional, just a really um, impressive uh, thing that he's doing right now. And that's just kind of a hard thing to kind of pinpoint and just try to summarize. It's not that he's just accomplishing one goal. He is accomplishing multiple goals and he's doing it primarily all of these things are coming to fruition in one season. It is very impressive. It is a great time to be a Washington Capitals fan. For Gordy's sake, those guys in the 1980s, like we talked about, weren't nearly what they are today. So that's what I'm talking about, is Alex Ovechkin is getting this great production in modern times against great odds. Um, so, I mean, that is something that can never be discredited or, and I can't hype that up enough, is that he is doing such great things in a time where goal scoring is at an all-time low, just really impressive. And I look forward to seeing what he can do the remainder of this season and next season. So save some sort of inner, uh, injury or something like that. I think that he could hit that landmark 
maybe even sooner than anyone thinks he could, just because for the fact that he is dialed in and playing so great, uh, I just look for better, bigger and better things from Ovi this season and next season. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about Capitals players that are injured and when we can expect them to come back. What is the status of Wilson? What is the status of Oshie and Backstrom out there? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the status of some of the most important players on the team that are injured right now. Nicholas Backstrom, of course, um, is inching towards his return against great odds. Everyone first thought that he was going to come back at the tail end of this season or perhaps next season, it's turning out that he might be back sooner than anyone thinks. Of course, we know he had that hip resurfacing procedure. He's missed 39 games so far. His estimated return date is early to mid-January, writes The Athletic. So that is way, way ahead of what anyone thought. You know, the question for me is what condition is Nick Backstrom going to come back in? Is he going to be in top form? Is it going to take him a while to ramp up? You know, he is defying a lot of odds. You know, when you watched on the NHL Network and all the different ones, when you heard the severity of his injury and, you know, the procedure that he had done to fix that injury, everyone said that's going to be the end of his career. He'll probably come back and play for a handful of games, and that'll be all she wrote for him. As it turns out, he is making great progress. I do have high hopes for Nick Backstrom to come back and play a big role on this team because the Capitals, you know, they are playing really well right now, of course, but they would even be playing that much better uh, with Nick Backstrom in the lineup. The longtime alternate captain can't catch a break, though, as he came down with COVID-19. I guess the one thing I would say about it is that if there's a time to come down with COVID, if there ever is a time, it's when you're not on the active roster. (laughs) Although Backstrom's latest bout with a virus is not viewed as a significant setback, the 35-year-old center experienced symptoms, as did assistant coach Scott Allen, who is also in the protocol, according to LaViolette. I talked to Scott and Nick, and they both have had better days, LaViolette said. It whacked them just a little bit. If Backstrom tests out of product protocol on Monday, he can rejoin his teammates and resume ramping up with an eye on the next 7 to 10 days, assuming there are no setbacks with regard to covid at least it's now, Lavulette said, of Backstrom's ending up in the COVID protocol. This will be quick. He's been on the ice so long that it won't take him back to come back. And that's a good position for Nick Backstrom. As we know, he's been slowly ramping his way back to making his return. So this should be just a minor setback. So it's not like he you know, didn't have that cardiovascular health built up. He is moving in that direction. So like Peter Lavulette said, it should only be a minor setback. That's what we're hoping for. And then again, the player of impact, of most impact missing from the lineup, Tom Wilson has missed 39 games. His estimated return is early January. And as I look at the calendar today, oh, it is early January. So he should be coming back at any time and it's going to make a big difference. The questions now are who comes out of the lineup when these players come back. I've been asked that a lot. You know, what's my take on that? Um, I would say, you know, knee-jerk reaction right now, I would say probably Snively. I would say probably, you know, Abe Kubel, um, perhaps um, uh, Alexiev. Um, You know, and it depends, you know, um, when some of these other players come back. It's a really hot and cold player like Anthony Mantha. 
he might be up for a trade at some point if he, you know, dries up and he doesn't end up playing that well. Another player of potential could be Alexi Protus. I know he's been playing well as of late. For me, ultimately, what it boils down to is how they are playing uh, at that moment when players are due to come back. You know, if Anthony Mantha has scored 10 goals in 10 games, they're probably not going to do anything with him. So I guess it remains to be seen who is playing well at that given moment. Um, but, you know, you got to take a look at some of the depth players. You know, you take a look at, again, like I said, Snively. Um, you take a look at Nicholas Abe, Abe Kubel. Um, those would be two names that come to mind. I Again, I know that they have been playing well in limited capacity, but someone must come out of the lineup to fit some of these guys into the lineup. Uh, Wilson began skating with his teammates on December 9th, shed his no-contact jersey on December 21st, and has been staying on the ice for additional skills work and conditioning after each morning skate. There was a time frame, a window between six to eight months, depending on how they're feeling and their confidence and their endurance and what they're feeling inside of whatever they're dealing with, Laviolette said when asked about Wilson. And eventually, they get good enough to get good reps where they can start to get that confidence and they'll be back. Um, so again, I see him coming back sooner than later. You know, he did suffer a major knee injury. I would say that he should take it a little bit easy, but if we know Tom Wilson the way we think we do, he's probably going to be a bull in the china shop in game one when he comes back. Um, but, uh, you know, if he if he could maybe just, you know, lay off maybe a little bit until we're sure that knee's good to go. John Carlson's a big one for me, and it's, you know, best to not get your hopes up. Struck on the right side of his head by a slap shot on December 23rd. He's missed three games so far. His estimated estimated return is late in the regular season, so it is big, and it's great that they're getting players like Gustafson and Oshie and Van Riemsdyk, all these players to help fill the void in John Carlson's absence. Again, another big player of impact is TJ Oshie, upper body since December 17th. He's missed six games. His estimated return, to return is early to mid-January. We know the book on TJ Oshie. He is always prone to the injury bug. Why? Because he always plays much bigger than he actually is. That's why he gets injured quite often. Um, and I'm sure he just tweaked something, and we hope he comes back soon. Estimating a player's return is not an exact science. It's even less so. It's even less than that when the player is 36 year old and was sidelined by a similar malady in the not so distant past. Oshie is progressing, however. The right winger switched from a no contact jersey into a regular one for Thursday's morning skate, a sure sign that he's ready to begin pushing himself like Wilson. He was also stayed out for additional skills and conditioning. So all signs point to Oshie coming back here soon. These are all good things. You can draw lines to the success of the Capitals with Oshie in the lineup. So it is a good thing to get that leadership core back to this team. And, uh, you know, again, some tough questions for Peter Laviolette and Brian McClellan, who is going to be on this team? Who is going to get sent down to Hershey? You know, are some of these players going to have to get traded away? I guess it remains to be seen. It's really too hard to, to, to pick on where they're going to go. Um, just based on the fact of, you know, these players are going to trickle back. They're not all going to come back on the same day. So some interesting uh, questions for the Caps and kind of, uh, you know, ultimately a good position for them to be in. 
Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.